Daily Path, a podcast created by educator, motivational speaker, fitness consultant, and entrepreneurship coach, Joe Winters Jr., hosted by Joe Winters Jr., bringing you motivational and informative content that you can apply in your daily path. Welcome to another episode of Daily Path. I'm your host, Joe Winters Jr., coming to you with the number one goal of making the rest of our life the best of our life. Thank you for those that have been tuning in consistently over the last few months, constantly supporting the show. It means the most to me. And if this is your very first time tuning in, I really do hope you enjoy the show today. We have a special guest, and I'm pretty sure that she can add a lot of value to your lives and give you tips, tools, and motivation that you can implement in your daily path. So today, we're going to be hearing from her. Um, But first, I wanted to bring everybody up to speed regarding the Daily Path Tour, which is for at-risk youth. Um, We're going to be traveling to low-income neighborhoods, schools, and organizations in 2019 and speaking for absolutely free. And you can help ignite the Daily Path Tour by going to anchor.fm forward slash daily path forward slash support. You can make a monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99. I personally know what it's like to be an at-risk youth facing mental health issues. And let me tell you that it's no joke. Worst of all, children that are considered at-risk usually don't have many resources at their disposal. Please, I'm begging you, put success in the room with them by contributing to the Daddy Path podcast and Daddy Path tour. Again, you can do so by visiting anchor.fm forward slash Daddy Path forward slash support. Today's show is also brought to you by Marissa's Pet Service. If you're in the DFW area and looking for someone to care for your dogs when you're away on a trip, Perhaps you work long hours and don't have time in your day to let your pup out. Maybe you want your pup to get exercise regularly. Dogs are companions too that need love and exercise. Marissa's Pet Service is the paw fix solution. Marissa's Pet Service provides in-home boarding, a home away from home for your pup. Drop-in visits providing your pup with playtime and restroom breaks and walks ranging from 20 minutes to one hour. Whichever service you need, she will guarantee your dog tail wagging happiness. You can contact Marissa's Pet Service at 817-264-1404. Again, that is 817-264-1404. And you get $10 off of your first booking by using the promo code DAILYPATH. Today's show is also brought to you by No Grind, No Glory. If you're ready to make health a priority, you don't have time to go to the gym, you don't like going to the gym, or you need a fitness coach that will motivate you and hold you accountable through your fitness journey, No Grind, No Glory is the online fitness coach you need. 20-week programs customized to take your health and fitness to the next level. Using the metrics of calisthenics, yoga, core training, and cardio to help you see the fitness gains you want to see. Each member gets a customized workout plan, meal plan, daily motivational text, and free apparel. Visit nogrindnoglorytx.com. That is N-O-G-R-I-N-D, N-O-G-L-O-R-Y-T-X.com. Or you can contact them by calling 682-214-4371. Again, that is 682-214-4371. By using the promo code DAILYPATH, you get 10% off of any purchase. And last but not least, Today's, today's episode is also brought to you by FAST, Fundamental Athletic Skills Training. The Rising Skill Training Program is a local program in the DFW area with the primary focus of developing youth and adult athletes. FAST provides basketball skill training, teaching your athlete or you how to create a shot, increase agility, better your handles, and focus on the inside and outside game as well. You get your first session free using promo code DAILYPATH. You can reach them at 817-909-7126. Again, that is 817-909-7126. So today we have special guest Karen Bright. 
Um, I really do believe that she can add a lot of value to your lives today. Karen, how are you doing? I'm great. Happy Thanksgiving, Joe. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. And thank you for joining me today. I, I really do believe um, after talking with you and, and understanding your mission and the things that you're passionate about, that, that bringing, bringing you on today was a, a really great idea. So thank you for joining me. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, so if, if you can briefly start by um, letting the listeners know just who you are, a little bit about yourself and what, what you're currently doing. Okay, my name is Karen Bright, and I'm executive director and founder of a nonprofit called Pamper Lake Highlands. I'm also author of 50 Dates with the Lord and CEO and founder of Bright Futures Consulting Training and Mediation. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm out here just um, taking some of the tools that people poured into me along my journey to pour it into others, to empower people, um, to help women and children break the cycle of generational poverty through the nonprofit, to empower churches, businesses, and individuals through Bright Futures, um, and hopefully change lives through 50 Dates with the Lord. Hey man, congratulations. You, you do a lot and I'm, I'm pretty sure you are going to change a lot of lives, especially hearing how you're personally connected to your calls. So um, I don't hope, I, I really do know. And um, I, I wanna say thank you again for joining me on the show today. Really excited. Um, so if you don't mind me asking, the very first question is what drives you? You know, you mentioned you, you're, you're involved in so many different things and, and, and most importantly, so many things that you have created. So you, you, you obviously have a huge passion. Like what drives you? Um, I think what drives me is the ability to know that I have the power within myself to touch others' lives in a way that will improve them, that will improve myself, and that will improve society. Amen. Amen. So that, you know, do, do you feel as if you have always thought that way? Like, tell us a little bit, a little bit about your, your, your upbringing or your story. Like was, you know, was there ever a time where you were rock bottom and wow. didn't think that way or, or, you know, let, let us know. Yeah, thank you, Joe, for asking that. Actually, um, I I didn't always feel this way. Um, like many of us, I was raised in a home with um, extreme poverty, oppression. My mother had a lot of mental illnesses. Uh, she was very abusive and married and divorced eight times. So we had eight stepfathers, um, lots of brothers and sisters from different men. And she she was you know, living in poverty. So she didn't have access to healthcare. So those mental illnesses went undiagnosed and untreated. So us children lived in a home with somebody who was very mentally unstable and just broken and in extreme poverty. So um, by the time I failed first grade and then I failed ninth grade twice, I remember, actually, I used to be so sad. Um, I felt like a victim. Now, as a child, I was a victim. But as an adult, I made my own decisions, but I still felt that I was a victim. Um, I actually had real heavy suicidal ideation. I always thought that if I could just make it to tomorrow, then I could be okay. And every day, I fought to make it till tomorrow I had limited resources and um, limited education. And I just, I, I had this self-talk that was from my youth that I constantly spoke to myself. 
And it was that um, I was unlovable and that I would be nobody. And I believed that. So I made decisions that matched that. Um, I constantly put myself in abusive relationships. I didn't try because I didn't think that it was in me, right? Um, and so I didn't hold jobs and I just kind of wandered the world um, believing and acting in what I was told as a child. My mom's favorite sentence to me was, who do you think you are? And my sentence back was always to be, I'm nobody. And I literally believed that to my core. By the time I was uh, 19, <clears throat> I was living on friends' couches. By the time I was 21, I had my first son um, and we were homeless for about two and a half years. Through homeless shelters um, and cars, on people's couches. It was just a dark world. And I continue to put myself in the path of dark things and make dark decisions. So to answer your question, no, <laughs> um, I didn't always think this way. Um, I, but I had a desire to do better. Like I only knew what I knew and I acted within what I knew. Um, I didn't know it was in myself to reach for something better or to teach myself something better. Um, so I just kind of sat in, this is all I know. I'm just repeating the cycle. Um, sorry, we're homeless. Sorry, we don't have food. Um, but I just don't know how to do better. But I believe that if I knew how to do better, I would do better. Um, so I'm glad that I had that peace. Um, and that, 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 that followed me. Um, it took many years to start living into it. Um, but I moved to a really great community with good people. And those good people started pouring into me. And by them pouring into me, I was developing new skills that I didn't have. Man, man, that's that's powerful. I'm I'm I'm, I'm sorry about the things that you went through. Um, however, you know, seeing where you are today, it you know your test is clearly um, what makes your testimony. And so it's, it's good to see that you actually pulled um, pulled from within, you know, and, and you were surrounded in a community or you got surrounded in a community that could help you. But hey, let me ask you, how, how did you better your mentality? Like for someone that's listening right now, that's thinking like, man, what you described you were is where I am mm -hmm. currently. Like, what would you say is the practical steps to actually better your mentality? Cause you said it took you some years to, until you actually started, um, you know, making that progression. What, what was the practical steps for you? So I believe that you just that sentence, it, it, it may sound really cliche, but fake it till you make it. Um, like I told you before, like every day I live to try to make to the next day. And if, I mean, now you can take that a step further, right? Like every day I try to live to the next day and try to make it better than the day before. Okay. Okay. So, so would you say it's, it's, it's more just, I guess in a way, um, making the most out of your days um really essentially that that's what it sounds like i don't i don't really think it it's, it sounds like you know you faked it till you make it but you you were really pulling something out of you that you you didn't i guess know you had yeah strength. It, strength exactly taking that strength and letting it pull you forward and i think that once you make one step of a bigger improvement the next day it begins to empower you um, each step you make, each larger step, each stride, every one of them that you take, it is building upon the next um, to really empower you to be able to propel you to make your next steps. 
most definitely most definitely i love that so let, let, let's take a let's take a a turn here um what do you think is the number one trait every successful person will have a yes and grit saying yes to the next day saying yes to the next step and the next move in the grit to go forth and do it that mm -hmm. no give up right you can't give up most most definitely I, li I like that answer i've i have not heard that one yet but that's that's well put for sure um yeah that is so um in comparison to that what is the most common mistake you see in young adults age 18 through 29 i think it is the exact opposite of that i think a lot of people are kind of living in the hopes that things will turn around for them mm. um, or get better or become for them rather than putting in that really hard work. And I mean, sweat and tears, sweat and tears, um, no stopping. And, and I think that a lot of people maybe are missing that, um, but we all have it within us, which is really incredible. So if you're not living in it right now, you have a choice to choose to live in it tomorrow or today. Most definitely, you know, I really want to comment on that because I, to be honest with you, I really do, I wholeheartedly believe what you just said. Like the, so many um, people, especially in this age range, uh, I see it's, it's a, you know, things will, things will just get better. Like they talk from a perspective where it's like, you know, um, st st stuff happens, life happens, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. um, and I've, I, I know, obviously we all know that freakish incidents happen and things happen outside of your control. However, people allow the fact that things happen out of their control be the reason why they don't control the things they can. Yes. And um, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I was sitting with a, um, a group of um, men yesterday, ages 18 to 23. There was about seven men and I was sharing some of the bright futures concepts, which I'll talk to you in a little bit about. Um, but one of the things that was um, kept coming up is tell me about a situation that you're struggling with or that's upsetting you and really helping these guys to realize that that situation they can draw so much strength from. So yeah, maybe this upset you, maybe this didn't turn out the way you wanted, but how do we reframe that? in a way that we can take that negative situation and use it to learn something and propel you forward. Mm, yeah, man. Yeah. You're going, you, you, yeah, no, you, you will, you will do a lot of good. You will do a lot of good. What, how, how was, how was, what was, what was their, um, their um, response? It was so <laughs> incredible. I mean, being able to sit with like our leaders of tomorrow um, and each one of these men, they all had, no father in their home as they grew up. Mm. They all had mothers who lived in poverty and were single mothers. Um, but they are like each one are thirsty, right? They were all there for a reason. Um, but they just needed the tools. They needed to know what they didn't know. Um, and it was just so empowering. They were thirsty to hear that they do have the power to take these things in their own hands, that they can be anything that they want to be, and that every time they fail is an incredible opportunity to try again in a new way until it brings, by, um, brings forth what they're looking for. You it know... I, I'm glad to hear you say that. And in, um, in, in my entrepreneurship coaching courses, one of the things that I teach and which I've learned by experience and also studying a lot of successful people is that failure 
is not the opposite of success. It's a part of it. And in comparison, failure is a part of quitting, but it's just, it just depends on if you're going to quit after you fail or if you're going to continue going. And so I like the way you put that because essentially people need to understand that failing fast and failing often can actually help because you're learning what not to do and what to do or what you don't like and what you do like. But the biggest key is to persevere through and keep going. Um, so I really do like the way that you put that. Um, if let me ask you this, what is your definition of success? I believe my definition of success is internal happiness and living within your purpose. Um, now it takes a journey to find your purpose, right? But yes. once you're living in your purpose, I don't care if you're a millionaire or if you're making $25,000 a year, if you are living life, thankfully, joyfully, and within your purpose, you found success. Most definitely. Most definitely. I like, I like the way you put that. Brandon Marshall, wide receiver. He once said, um, your per he believes your purpose is in your pain. Um, yeah. tell, tell me, what do you think about that? Like, do, would you say that holds way to it? A hundred percent. You know, when I talked about my journey earlier, I mean, there was obviously, you know, I'm 43 now. So there were many years that went along with that journey. Um, and a lot of it was pain. I didn't start finding joy until I was 37. I actually, at 37, I was literally, I had this list and I was checking things off the list like, well, I'm unhappy because I'm in poverty. I'm unhappy because I'm overweight. I'm unhappy because I don't know how to parent well. Like I had this list of why I was unhappy. And so one day I woke up and I said, you know what, if I could check everybody, everything off this list, I could maybe find joy. And I took probably 12 years to, you know, I dropped out, I told you, out of high school after failing ninth grade twice. I had a sixth grade reading comprehension. So I had to go get my GED. I had to do junior college. I had to get up at the track and walk. And I was too big to run. I was like 300 pounds. Mm. Um, and I was in this abusive marriage. Oh, if I could just break free from these abusive relationships. Like if I could, if I could. Um, and so it took a long journey, but I checked everything off the list and I still felt so much sadness. And so June 26, 2013 was my like breaking point. I know you asked me that earlier. Um, and I literally said, you know what? I believe I've checked everything off the list and I am still just as broken. And in fact, even more broken, I believe than when I started. Um, and so I was ready to take my own life. And that, I mean, it sounds really dramatic, but I couldn't find hope anywhere. And so I have to say like, through that pain, I called out for me, I called out to God and said, if you're really real, you've got to come meet me where I am and help me, help me. Um, and through that pain, I called out to God and through that call out, I really found direction. And through that direction, I learned that that pain, every single step, every broken, every tear, every failure and letdown, I believe was my prerequisites for my purpose. And had I not experienced them, I wouldn't have the breadth of knowledge and the wisdom um, and the empathy and understanding that I do have to fulfill this purpose in a mighty way. Man, man, uh, I, I, I want, I want to say, you know, when, um, when it when it comes to um, the suicidal thoughts, you you know, you don't stand alone with that. Um, there's a lot of people, including myself, that struggle with that. So um, it, it really is a part of your testimony. And um, I don't want you to ever feel less than or, or anything like that of that nature, which, of course, I'm sure you don't. Um, right. 
but you know, I, I think it's, I think it's very important for anybody that's, that's listening right now. Um, if you can take away from this, it's the fact that you can continue going. I say all the time, constantly that the sun begins to rise at the Mm -hmm. darkest point of the night. And, um, Yet again, here's another beautiful soul um, in Karen that is is an example of that. Um, so, and yeah. Joe, if I can comment on that, you're so right. Like, understand that where I am now, I'm an author of a curriculum, a book, an entire, I'm, this organization, Bamber Lake Highlands, is serving a hundred families a year and each family has an average of three to four children. So 500 people are being empowered every year through this organization to actually break the cycle of poverty through education, resources, financial literacy, um, just a, a free pr- curriculum-based childcare for the children in bright futures. This entire company that is helping businesses, people bring success and meet goals. Five years ago, I was in a bed ready to take my life. I almost ended it, but I decided not to. That was only five years ago, Joe. And so like what you said, like, the the darkest moment if you just continue to go through even if it's not as dark as you want to end your life maybe it's just man i'm just going to settle for this job don't settle just Mm. keep going because it is right around the corner yes 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 (laughs) you're you're absolutely right And and thank you for being um um wise and vulnerable enough to really share that insight with the audience um, I know that there's someone that's listening that can really take from that. And I really hope hope you implement it, whoever you are that is listening. Um, so tell us, tell us something. I mean, tell us a little bit more about your organizations like you and, and your book. Um, well, let's start okay. with your book first. You, All right, let's start with my book. That's perfect. Start. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's start with your book first. Tell us, tell us some about tell us a lot about your book. Okay, so the book is called 50 Dates, D-A-T-E-S, like actual dates with the Lord, um, a broken woman's journey to finding the man who could fix her. Um, and that it is literally 50 dates with God. Um, I told you, I, June 26, 2013, was in the fetal position ready to end my life, but I had these incredible three children. And my children, I mean, I couldn't find it within myself a lot of times to do better, but I found it in them. And I looked at them and I said, I have the ability, if I just keep trying, to not ruin them the way I was ruined as a child. Now, I, I look at it completely different now, and I think my mom's failures, bless her heart, have created who I am, so I thank her, right? But at that time, it was, gosh, if I could just do it for them. Um, and so even though I had a plan, I couldn't go through with it. Um, because I had them. So my last call out was, I did it all myself. Maybe if God is real, if he is really a real God who has personal relationships with us and cares about us, I'm going to just try to call out to him. And it was so clear. It was a call out to him saying, if you're real, you've got to save me because I'm about to end my life. And I'm telling you like this, I thought I was crazy. It wasn't an audio voice, but it was an internal dialogue. And he said, I have been longing for you to turn to me since you were a little girl. And if you take this journey with me, I will not only mend you, but lead you to the man who will heal your brokenness. And I, it wasn't, again, it wasn't an audio voice. It was this internal dialogue that wasn't my own, 
my own dialogue was self-doubt. It was regret. It was lack of forgiveness. It was sorrow and it was victim, right? This was strength and it was strong. And I, you know, some people say they have to get to their breaking point before they turn to him. And, and for me, that's what it was. And so he said, give me 50 dates with you, Karen, and I will fix this. And I, my mom, I told you had a lot of mental illnesses. So in the moment I was like, dude, I might be crazy. Like, like, I think I might've just had my break point and my mind is gone. But this voice is so kind and good and not what I'm used to. I'm going to try it. And so he said, give me 50 days with you and write it all down because it's going to be your first book. Okay. So I'm about to commit suicide. I'm miserable. I am uneducated. I'm not a writer. And all of a sudden God says, date me and let's write it down because you're going to be an author. <laughs> um, and, but I just remember saying, I, why not? I have nothing else to lose. And so I went on actual 50 dates. Our first one was to a lake, White Rock Lake, actually. And I went paddleboarding and it was such a special moment because I had always wanted to go paddleboarding. Um, I watched other people, like if I would go past a lake or some go to a lake, and I would watch other people paddleboard. And I would think to myself, wow, I would love to do that one day. But for some reason in me, I didn't think that that was for me. I thought that that was for people who were better than me. And so I would sit at the sidelines wishing I could be part of that, but I didn't love myself enough to activate that. And so my first date with God was going to the um, White Rock Lake and getting on a paddleboard. And in that date, I was able to be present um, and just hear my surroundings. And um, there were these frogs sitting on a log and they were... Um, just as soon as I go by on the paddleboard, they just jump into the water. There's ducks just floating around. Um, and they just had their purpose was to do that, right? And so for me, it was recognizing that I have a purpose. Like if a duck has a purpose, if a frog has a purpose, I as a human must have some kind of purpose. Um, and I just need to open myself up enough to be present for it. And that was the first date. Um, I remember there was a date in the book where I would watch people um, sing and I would think, wow, I wish I had a voice that way. I would see paintings and I would be in awe of the beauty that someone was able to create. Um, I would read um, poetry and think, gosh, if only I could be that way, if only I could be an athlete, if only I could find an, an art, an art within myself. Um, and so one of those dates was actually, hey, let's go, to, um, let's go to this painting place. And in this painting thing, it was like one of those lessons where you bring wine and you paint and there was an instructor that tells you what to paint. I began painting and I'm by myself, right? Like it's literally me. And I believe, like I imagine that God was sitting next to me, just kind of just being present with me. And I was, I picked up the brush and I started painting and I was listening to the instructor. And she says, you know, paint this park with these lamp posts. And something in me, I was like, well, I don't really want to paint lampposts. I want to paint trees. And I began to paint trees and they were beautiful and they had dimension and, and they, it was such a beautiful path. I still have the picture. And, and it, it, all of a sudden I had art 
and 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 I started picking up the paintbrush, but I was missing that piece. I didn't know it was in within me. And just and again, there were fifty dates. Those two powerful dates were only two of them. There were fifty of them. And so through that journey, I was able to heal. I was able to recognize um, that my journey was my journey for my purpose. I was able to forgive my mother and myself. I I found, just learned how to find joy in the morning. Um, It was the most incredible, incredible journey and experience. If you have not taken time to be with God alone, I'm telling you, please do it. Your life will change tremendously. Um, In a couple chapters within that book, God said to me, I want you to use something that you struggled with um, for good now. And so that was diapers. There are no government funded programs that provide diapers for children living in poverty. So if you do have food stamps, they buy food. If you have WIC, it buys formula, but nothing covers diapers. And so women and fathers, if they're single fathers or together, um, if they can barely pay for food or the gas to stay on or lights to stay on, how are they going to afford diapers? And I remember when we were living in extreme poverty, I couldn't buy diapers for my babies. And we would be sometimes homebound because I wouldn't get a check for a few more days. And I couldn't leave the house with the kids because they didn't have diapers. Or at nighttime or at home, I would take t-shirts and tie them around their waist and little garbage bags that you'd get from the grocery store um, around that so that way they didn't soil our mattresses. Um, so I was like, well, it's diapers. Like I would love to do something with diapers. And so I literally felt like God said, okay, we'll make a lemonade stand on the street corner and you're going to hand out diapers. I was like, okay, people are going to think I'm crazy because in that meant I had to write handwritten signs and post them around the community that said, if you don't have diapers, come get some. Right. Um, And then each bag was like, you know, as a gift, because it was uh, February 13th, 2014. Remember, I was ready to end my life June 26, 2013. I am by February 13, 2014 on a street corner handing diapers to help others um, in a way that they, you know, needed. And through that diaper stand, I felt like, I was like, all right, God, we can hand out diapers all we want to. And it was great. I mean, women cried. There was a woman there that said, I was out of diapers and did not know what I was going to do. And you are on a street corner handing out diapers. Like, how is that possible? You've got to have been sent there by God. Oh, man, it's so incredible. Um, But I was like, how, yes, we can be hand out. We can give away diapers, but how is it changing anyone's life? And that's when God just showed me like pages in a wind my journey and how people poured into me. Like I didn't do it myself. I found the, 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 the strength to do so, but had I have not had people pour into me, I couldn't have done it. Right. Um, how, oh my goodness, they helped me with parenting. They helped me with education. They helped me, um, with counseling. I had eight years of counseling to help me break, like you know, the struggles. I had post-traumatic stress disorder, OCD, and um, social anxiety disorder. I couldn't look at people in the eyes, and I twisted my hands when I talked. It was so awkward. (laughs) Um, But because of people pouring into me, connecting me to the right person, the right places, that cycle of poverty was able to be broken. And so now I was able to be at the place where I was healed enough to pour it into others. And then that's what started the nonprofit. 
So let, let me ask you, where where can the audience find your book? And mm. um, and anybody that, that needs diapers can, can find those diapers. Oh, awesome. Okay. So the book, you can go to www.karen, C-A-R-E-N, bright, B-R-I-G-H-T dot com. That's karenbright.com, Karen with a C. Um, just go to my website and you can order books right from the website and they will be signed and delivered by me. Um, I also have some merch on there, some really fun t-shirts. Um, and then if you're looking for service through Pamper Lake Highlands, now we are beyond diapers, right? Like we assist families with diapers every week that they attend their classes, but it is an entire school for women and children. Like it is, you come in the door, you are going to learn whatever it is that you need to help break the cycle of poverty. And your children are going to receive free curriculum-based childcare where they're getting ready for kindergarten. Um, and so you can go to um, www.pamperlakehighlands.org, P-A-M-P-E-R, Lake, L-A-K-E, Highlands, H-I-G-H-L-A-N-D-S.org. If I knew what I knew now, I would have made it shorter. <laughs> um, and just um, the, my contact information is on there for the website for the non for the nonprofit. You could just look at the website and really um, learn more. If you're, uh, you know, if you're really philanthropic and you want to support an organization that only provides or that not only provides basic necessities and needs for families, but empowers them to break the cycle themselves, this is a great organization to take part in. Um, yeah, super exciting. And then there's bright futures, which that's incredible. Most definitely. I really, I really love your passion. Before we get into um, bright futures, if you don't mind me asking, can you describe the, um, how the curriculum looks just briefly, just give them a little bit of an idea, um, that, that prepares the kids for kindergarten. Oh yes. So we, um, an incredible curriculum that's called Frog Street, um, and it's what a lot of the local elementary schools use. So the program is from zero to five. You have to be a mother in the program. So you have to be in school yourself at PLH mm. um, doing something, taking an ESL class, taking financial literacy, taking parenting, whatever program that you feel is good for you. And this is in Dallas, right? Yeah, this is in Dallas. And it's so it's Pamper Lake Highlands, but anyone in Dallas is welcome to come. It's We don't restrict by zip code. Okay. Um, and we're actually working on the South Dallas partnership right now, which is exciting. Um, but so you come in the door, you're taking classes, you get your weekly diapers every week that you come to classes and your children, this program is designed so incredibly because my children didn't have preschool education and they went into the classroom not knowing how to read, not knowing how to write. I've made sure that this program is designed in a way that these children, when they leave, they can read, they can write, but beyond that, they can be socially and emotionally developed in a way that will um, give them confidence in, the, in those around them. The studies say that if a child is socially and emotionally developed by the time that they enter kindergarten, they are 85% more likely to graduate from high school and 65% more likely to graduate from college. So when you think of 100 children that were going to drop out because they were not ready for kindergarten when they entered, and then that carried on with them their entire education career a hundred children had those children been socially and emotionally developed before they entered kindergarten 85 of those hundred children would not have dropped out 
That's incredible to me. Um, and so I've designed this program to be exactly that, where these children are going in at-risk youth who didn't have a chance, who would have been at home in an isolated, low-income apartment community or struggling home where the mother was sad and didn't have support. They are now going to enter kindergarten beyond level, because not only do they know the cognitive part about it, but they are socially, emotionally developed where they can understand their feelings, they can have empathy, they can self-soothe, they can be kind and understanding to others. It's absolutely incredible. I could talk for days on the preschool program. <laughs> that, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you mentioned, you mentioned Bright Futures. Um, we have to wrap up here in a, in a little okay. bit, but um, what tell, tell us about Bright Futures. Okay. So Bright Futures is absolutely exciting. It, the goal of Bright Futures, it started with, I've been teaching it out of my head for two years. And it's what I took to learn how to vision big for my future, to take, oh my gosh, if I could be anything, what would I be? And learn how to set like real goals, make a real plan, take the time that I'm given 24 hours in the day and utilize it in a way that will be beneficial for me to meet my goals. Um, and then take these four soft areas, um, soft skills of uh, integrity, a positive mindset, communication, and collaboration, and let that propel, propel me into this game changer. And so I was teaching these women this out of my head, and then I felt like I just need to write this in a curriculum. And as soon as I wrote it in a curriculum, I recognized that this isn't just for poverty intervention. This is to help businesses meet their business goals. This is to help people, affluent people, get to the next stage in their life. Like this, this curriculum is utilized. I'm actually doing teen trainings in January where I'm going to be giving these concepts to teenagers before they get into college, right? Getting them prepared early. So Bright Future is absolutely so exciting. It's my for-profit business. I can come to you. I could train your company, your business on this, um, the, the methodology of Bright Futures. I'm also a certified mediator. Um, we're a conflict management specialist. So I can come in and, and help you kind of get over the impasses that are keeping you from your goals, um, be it with your whole staff or just one person. And then I also do consulting with other nonprofits or if you want to start a nonprofit so that way you can take what your idea is and become very um, successful and, and implement it in a way that will empower others. So that's on the website as well, C-A-R-E-N-B-R-I-G-H-T.com. That's awesome. That's awesome. You, you do a lot and, and um, you, you're, you're serving. And, and I, really, I really do believe um, there's going to be a lot of people that is changed by your work. I want to say thank you for coming on to the show again today. Thank you so much for having me, Joe. And thank you for what you're doing. Um, this is incredible. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm just following my heart, at, you know, just just like everyone should following my yeah. passion and heart. Um, so, yeah, is there anything else? Or actually, there is um, one last thing that I would like to ask you. Um, every single week I do a hot seat. So that's a one minute lesson from you to the audience. So in one minute, 60 seconds, and the guy last week, he did a great job. He did it in like 30 seconds. He's like one of the first people to actually do it under a minute. In a minute, okay. what would you say is the most important thing that you want to tell the audience? Vision big for yourself. Vision big. Take that vision and make steps. Make steps and then take steps to make it happen. But it doesn't start until you make a vision. Just make a vision. Do a vision board. Write down. Who would I be in the most important areas of my life if there was nothing in my way and begin to make steps to make whatever's in your way out of your way? 
to turn that vision into a reality. Man, I, I love it. I, I love it. Thank you. Um, thank you for, for coming on to the show and adding value um, today. It's always, always a blessing to get more insight and a different perspective um, for, for people that, that, you know, they're going to relate to you. Um, there's, there's someone that I, I know, I'm, I'm almost certain that is listening to this episode today that can really extract from the things that you brought onto the show. So I cannot thank you enough, but I do want to say thank you again. Thank you so much, Joe. Have a great Thanksgiving. You too. You too. Um, for everybody that's tuned into this show, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Daily Path. Remember that you can help play a role in the Daily Path tour by making a small monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99. You can do that by going to anchor.fm forward slash daily path forward slash support. It was an honor coming to you today and bring you the value that we did. I am your host, Joe Wittes Jr., coming to you with the number one goal of making the rest of our life the best of our life. I'll see you on the next episode.